In the following podcast, I will be exposing parts of my life that it's very possible you didn't know about. I hope that in some way this resonates with you or someone that you know. We're going to talk about mental disorders and how it meshes with our Christian faith. I hope that you would take a moment after listening to this and pass it on to someone that you know might benefit from this. I think we need to open up this discussion and be more honest with ourselves and with others and even with God. So find a place, get comfortable, listen hard, and let's do this together. They will label you, they will label me as having a weak faith. They will put Jesus into the middle of my mental disorder in a way that I think is highly ungodly, unbiblical, and simply untrue. And instead, I'm going to try to weave a new story, a new narrative into your life, into my life, that I believe is true. That Jesus isn't offended by my mental disorder, but Jesus chooses to be with me and love me through the struggle that I have with my mental disorder. And that's a huge difference. All right, I've chosen to do this because there's many people that still are not aware of the struggle that I have had personally for the last 30 years or so, which is what I call a form of OCD. I call it mental OCD. And over the last 30 years, I have run into many people that have had similar struggles or some type of mental struggle or mental disorder that has plagued them, has been difficult to reason with, and very difficult to explain, especially to someone that is not familiar with a brain that just does not seem to fire in the right way, which is essentially at its lowest level or its highest level, I guess you could say, what any mental disorder really comes back down to. A true mental disorder, not from Webster's Dictionary, but from my own experience and the experience of so many others that I have talked with over the years, really comes down to this. My brain doesn't function, it doesn't fire in the same way that another person's brain fires. You might call that other person the normal brain. What is normal, what is abnormal, that's another topic for another day. But let's call them the normal brain. Well, my brain, when I am struggling in a episode of mental OCD and have had countless episodes over the years, my brain is simply not firing the same way that that normal brain on that other person tends to fire. Therefore, something that is firing 
inside the human brain is not only hard to diagnose, hard to understand, but maybe even more so to the frustration of those of us that deal with some type of mental disorder, it is hard to explain to someone who has a, you might say, normal firing brain. So my struggle has been long lived. You may be listening to this. You don't know me from Adam. You may be listening to this and you've known me, say, since I was a little kid. And it's your first time of realizing, wow, Toby had this struggle, has this struggle. And yet, how has it been 30 years and I haven't known about it? Well, there's a lot of reasons, I guess you could say. Maybe you and I aren't close or we had a relationship that was of another season, you might say, nothing bad or wrong. We just haven't talked in a while. There's not been an opportunity, you could say, nor any reason for you to know. But it might also be, to my own admittance, that the first 10 to 15 years, I would have to admit, were difficult for me. Not only did I not understand what my brain was doing, why it was doing what it was doing, but I think there was also, when I look back on it, a part of it that wanted to hide it, or a part of me that wanted to hide it. I don't know if I would say that I was ashamed of it, or that I felt shame in some way because of it. Maybe I did. And I still don't even recognize or want to call it shame. But maybe that's true. Maybe for some of you, that's been true. And maybe it's still true. But I think when I look at it from that past perspective, I remember the big struggle being that it was so hard to explain to someone. And in fact, if you want even more detail than that, not only was it hard to explain, or even still, I I find it easier now to explain because I've found better ways to word it and explain it, and I've lived with it a lot longer. But in those early days, it was so hard to explain what was happening inside my brain. I didn't understand it. I didn't know why it was doing it. I didn't know if I was the only person on planet earth that this was happening to. The the isolation effect was there. And on top of that, I didn't know how to explain it if you even wanted me to try to explain it. And some of you might be able to identify with that. Well, this was the season of from 20 years old, I would say, began to notice definite signs, probably as early as 18 to 19. But from 20 
through, I would say, now I'm not looking at a calendar right now, so these are rough numbers, but I would say from 20 to about 30 years old, or right in that ballpark, the first 10 years was this period of almost living in isolation, living in that place of not understanding myself, as I've explained, and not knowing how to explain it to other people. And therefore, to talk about it is not something that I'm necessarily scared to do. Although, again, there was probably some shame involved. I I would have to just, I'll go there. There was probably some shame involved to some degree even in ways that I don't still fully understand because it's been so many years. But I do remember, and I have faint recollections of being in groups and not wanting to bring it up. I do remember that. Now, exactly what was the reason for that? I I still to this day don't fully, couldn't fully tell you why. Again, I think it's not one reason, I think it's many. But I do remember being, the word might not be scared, but very um, uh, hesitant to try to bring it up. Now, let me add another layer to this. Some of you, especially those of you that have struggled with or do struggle with a layer of OCD or true OCD. Let me back up and, and say that again. I am not referring to OCD as something that your friend on a whim says as a joke. Oh, that must be my OCD acting out. I'm not talking about wanting to double check something one or two times, a couple times a week. Oh, did I lock the door? Oh, it must be my OCD. No. (laughs) And those of you that have had this struggle, you probably laugh as well because so many people think, well, that must be OCD or that must be a version of OCD. And let me just start off by saying that is not OCD. You are normal. You have a normal firing brain. And you forgot to lock the door and you didn't remember. I'm sorry, but that's not OCD or something like that. I don't care what it is. OCD, when I refer to OCD or any type of severe or semi-severe mental disorder, I'm referring to something that becomes at least semi-debilitating. Something that overtakes the brain and forces itself upon you in a way that is, again, hard to understand, hard to explain, hard to figure out why it's a brain, right? There are electronical uh, uh, bursts and pulses that are taking place in order for me to even talk right now. I don't understand that. I don't claim to understand it, but I know that it's a firing of my brain that is just jacked up. And... That's hard to understand once again. Been through that for the normal brained person. So, when we refer or when we talk on this podcast about any type of mental disorder, OCD being my main struggle over the last 30 years, as I've said, 
I'm referring to something that is not of a joking matter. It is not of a very temporary matter like you got depressed one time, blah, blah, blah. We all get depressed. I'm talking about something that is, again, at least somewhat debilitating to both the physical body, the mental brain, as well as to your everyday life. And there are a variety of cases or levels, you might say, in that spectrum. Some are severely debilitated where the mental disorder causes them to stay in their bed for a year and never leave their room. I think we would all agree that's a, what we would consider to be a very severe case of some type of mental disorder. There might be a very legitimate mental disorder, call it OCD or anything else, that is not that severely debilitating. It might be somewhat reminiscent of a functioning alcoholic, per se, where it is debilitating to the body, it is debilitating to the mind, it is causing a lot of extra stress, but we're able to still operate uh, somewhat seamlessly, at least at the surface level, that's the key, where people don't notice anything that's going on behind or inside our brain, and we're able to maintain a fairly normal structured life. But that doesn't take away from it being a very legitimate, semi-severe case of whatever mental disorder that might be. For me, I would put myself in that latter camp. I don't claim to have ever suffered with what I would consider to be a crucially or highly severe case of OCD where it has immobilized me for days and days and days, if not months or years, to the point where I am unable to even function within the context of my real life. But I have had plenty of experiences and I would call cases or occurrences, whatever word you want to put on it, periods of time where it shows itself and you know that you're, you're getting ready to wrestle with the beast. And I've had plenty of those specific times that have been semi-debilitating where you looking at me from a distance, and this was hard, still is hard, because it makes it even harder to explain to someone because in their mind, you were seemingly operating normally. But in your mind, you know that you are operating at a very surface level using the minimal amount of resources that you need to use within your brain to keep what would be considered a normal functional activity within a day so that as a result, the people looking in don't really notice anything. In fact, the majority of people that I have had these deeper conversations with have at first been very shocked, especially people that have walked with me for a long time or have met me, let's say, 
here in this later stage of life and a couple of months in, we get on the subject of the subject that we're talking about now. And I am an open book now. You know, I haven't gotten to that part. The 10 years were a difficult 10 years, but about five years of transition, I began to get more comfortable. And then the last 15 years, I've been an open book. I love to share my story. I've seen how it helps and has helped so many people because this is still a stigma. Any type of mental disorder, and I know it to be true with OCD, it is still a disorder or it is still a stigma within our society, even though it's changed a lot, I will say, as a society, we've changed a lot. We've began to show an understanding, a much more clear understanding of of mental disorder. But I would say... Uh, within those last 15 years, I've seen the need to be an open book. Excuse the motorcycle going by. For the benefit of other people, not only for my own benefit, because it's nice to talk through, especially with someone that has some type of understanding of mental disorder. And it's especially a gift, which has happened many times when I begin to have a conversation with someone and this subject comes up and within a half an hour, hour's time, they begin to share with me some similar struggle that they have had or that they currently have or they've struggled with for the last 10 or 15 or 20 years of their life, not knowing how to explain it to someone else. You might say, that's where you're at right now, having no one to really share this experience with. So I, I think we need to be an open book, but that let's set that on the table for now. The whole podcast is going to be about being an open book, sharing our experiences. I'm going to be honest about my experiences. I'm going to let you in on some of my darkest moments. In particular, I have a voice recording that I recorded about three years ago when I was driving back from Las Vegas by myself. And I was in those moments going through a fairly severe battle with this mental OCD. And I, for whatever reason, this was years ago, I decide that it's time to turn on my voice memo and try to capture in words what my brain was telling me to do and was feeling at that given point in time. I honestly don't even know the length of the voice memo. I think it's close to 30 minutes. And I've never listened to that voice memo since the day I recorded it. I've never listened to it. I didn't listen to it that day. I haven't listened to it since. I've never listened to this voice recording. Well, I'm going to let you in on that. And I'm not saying that to, oh, wow, isn't that great? I'm going to let you in. I'm going to expose myself in ways like that. I'm going to let you listen to that voice memo at the same time as I'm listening to that voice memo for the first time. So that's what this podcast is going to be all about being an open book, but also 
being an open book as what I, in my life, claim to be as a follower of Jesus. How does faith and mental uh, struggles, mental disorders, OCD, depression, name it. How do these real, difficult, true, raw, honest mental disorders mesh with my love for Jesus? And I'm going to leave it there for now. I don't want to go on another tangent. You'll learn that I'm a man full of tangents. You'll either like it or you hate it. That's okay. But I will say there's many that believe still in their faith or as a Christian or as a pastor or as a leader in a church or whatever it might be, someone who claims to be a lover of Jesus, they still will tend to look, whether they're honest about it or not on the on the outside, they'll tend to look at mental disorders, they'll look at OCD, they'll look at severe cases of depression, other, other things that we, we've all struggled with or, or you might have struggled with, and maybe I haven't, and that's the point. And they will see or they will label you, they will label me as having a weak faith. They will put Jesus into the middle of my mental disorder in a way that I think is highly ungodly, unbiblical, and simply untrue. And instead, I'm going to try to weave a new story, a new narrative into your life, into my life, that I believe is true. That Jesus isn't offended by my mental disorder, but Jesus chooses to be with me and love me through the struggle that I have with my mental disorder. And that's a huge difference. So take that, put that on the shelf. So this podcast will continue to bring to light things in my own life. I want to keep this first one a little bit more on the short end of the spectrum. We're at 20 minutes now. And I don't want to finish the rest of my story. We'll save a lot of the details, a lot of the coming struggles, a lot of the freedoms that I have experienced over the last 15 or 20 years as a result of opening up my life and opening up this book of my life that I had kept hidden in some way for so long in front of so many people. And it's a journey that I want us to do together. I believe that there needs to be an honest discussion that isn't technical It's not ultra high level. It's not from a doctor's point of view or even a medical point of view per se, even though I believe, as I've said many times, that this, there are many medical things that play into our mental disorders because they have to do with our brain. They have to do with the makeup of our bodies and how everything meshes together. And it just simply isn't working in the way that you might say, again, that normal brain or normal body works. So yes, there are realities that we will look at from a medical perspective, but I'm not a doctor and I don't want to approach it from a doctor's perspective. I want to approach this subject in a new way, 
in a way that brings freedom, in a way that brings honesty, in a way that in, empowers people to share their story. Hearing the story of others, feeling the freedom that they're not alone, but then also resting in who Jesus made them to be. Who Jesus made you to be is who you are right now. And your mental disorder does not change that. It does not lessen that. We are all on a journey. And I believe that God's end goal in each one of us is to use the highs and the lows, the struggles of our lives, the wins and the losses to draw us closer to himself and to make us more like himself. So let's take this journey together. Let's explore mental disorder and how it meshes with the life that Jesus has very clearly called us to. Love you all. Look forward to the next episode together.